is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. And uh, we have the Draft Show. Welcome to everybody. Draft Show is presented by our new sponsor. How about this, guys? Hit me with it. Hit you with it. Miller Lite is coming yes. on board. So, yes, not we bad. welcome we welcome everybody, uh, too. I'm excited about that. How could you not? Yeah, we welcome everybody to the Academy Sports and Outdoors studio here. We're not in our normal uh, area where we'll be doing the NFL draft, but we are hanging out with you from our TV studios. Uh, our podcast studios are adding more cameras. So we're very excited about that. So come draft day and maybe some draft shows next week. And the following week, we'll be able to kind of show you some new angles and everything. Once again, I'm Brian Broadislow, joined by Dane Brugler, David Hellman. Boys, it's nice to be back with you. Sorry I missed you on Monday. You had a good excuse. No, had a good yeah. excuse to go. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, in a tradition I'm, unlike any other. You that's hit right. It, right. I was trying to, I was trying to, I, I, I want to thank everybody out there too. And I was telling you guys pre-show, uh, ran into three different people. One, a guy on the golf course at Augusta and two others in the airport that are fans of the draft show. And I want to thank them for ever coming up and saying hello. We always do appreciate uh, the fans and stuff, the interaction that we have with those guys. It's easy to, I mean, it's easy to think that we're just three guys sitting in a room, you know. Oh, yeah, just I, talking to my back yeah, with the but draft. It's really cool to get reminders that people listen to this all over, I mean, not yeah. all over the country, all over the world, too. So we appreciate it. We, do, we, we really do, do appreciate that very much. Okay, I, I do want to get into as we get going here. Uh, Dane Brugler put out his top 100 mm. today. Well, it's been I, sorry, it's been it's been a few days, right? It debuted in the guide, yeah. Yeah, went with the guide, and I want to get into some of the players though. And you know, it's funny that uh, we've talked about a lot of names, and but but now you have to start thinking about okay, where do I have these guys? Mm-hmm. Where are they ranked? Where are they on my board? Where would I take them? You know, and and that kind of thing, and. You know, I find it very interesting, and I think a lot of people feel this way about their top 50, 100. I think a lot of people feel that about the way you do about Quentin Nelson and the way Quentin Nelson being at number one. I, I, that, to me, I, it's, so, it's so unusual that you get a guard right. as your top-ranked player. I mean, there, there's, some, there's some quality guys at the top of this board. I mean, all the quarterbacks say what you want. But there's some quality, quality guys on this board, but a guard is the number one guy. Quentin Nelson is a better guard than any other player is at his position in this draft. And so that's not saying that Quentin Nelson should go number one overall, but for me, he is the best football player in this draft, and so that's why he's number one. And my top four has not changed throughout this process. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Quentin Nelson one, Mika Fitzpatrick two, Bradley Chubb three, and Saquon Barkley four. One, two, three, four has not changed for me at all. Uh, those are the top four players in this draft in my eyes. Dave, he mentioned, uh, we talked about Nelson going one, Fitzpatrick two. The forgotten man. In that that has been draft. a little bit of a forgotten man. It's, just, it, it's You get bored of saying the same stuff. I, think, I really think that's what it comes down to. And he's, he's the best DB in this class. He has been since December. I mean, really since the season stuff, football season started. But... You, people get tired of talking about. I mean, kind of Quentin Nelson. I mean, yeah. you kind of you talk about him in terms of how far is he going to fall because right. of the position that he plays. But yeah, I mean, Dane said he was the best guy in this draft on show one, and here we are on show thirty, whatever or wherever we're at. And right. Not much has changed. So, 
Um, and I think with with Minka Fitzpatrick, yeah, it's I think it's people they don't know where to play him, or you know, like they get they they overthink it a little too little, much. Little Jalen Ramsey esque, right? Well, and, and Jalen, who you know, we thought he might be best at safety. He played corner his last year in Tallahassee. But with Minka, he was best in the nickel, where he was that hybrid safety nickel defender. But we've seen him. He can play outside of the corner. He's an outstanding blitzer. Uh, we know he can put uh, – you can, can play him across the secondary anywhere you want. And he's right. not going to hurt you. So, I don't know. I, some people will say that he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Right. He's a jack-of-all-trades, master of all trades. I right. Mean, he can do it all. Which, yeah, to your point, overthinking it. Just draft him and figure it out later. Yeah. Like, figure, it, based so, on the rest of your secondary, based on what you need, whatever. So somebody's sitting there, like, when we talked about the teams, like, the team's sitting at 9, 10, 11. You know, possibility there for him. And then, then maybe the value of that player to go to, to is go like to it's like you're saying, you know, you're getting a top two player at 10, 11, maybe 12. Dane, yeah, Dane's top two guys. I mean, the and not that this is always right, but like hey. the group think is saying Quentin Nelson doesn't – I mean, six is the is the earliest he goes, and Minka, you see him in the seven to 12 range too. Like, I'm, And I'll be interested to see if the actual league does Thinks what the, the media – Thinks the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, a great example is just last year. I mean, Corey Davis and Mike Williams, like, I mean, they nobody had them going as high as they did. Sure. I, not that I remember, at least. Sure. So, uh, you know, Dane Dane pegged Minka to the Browns at four a long time ago. I'll be interested to see if that hold, you know, if that happens, or does he fall the way the media thinks he will? I don't know. In my latest mock, I had uh, the Gi- or the Bills trading up to two with the Giants, and so the Giants trading back to twelve getting Minka Fitzpatrick at 12. Nice. And, I mean, if you're the Giants, you had the number two pick, and you get the number two player on my board at number Whoa. 12. That works out perfectly. Landon Collins. Yeah, Landon like Collins that. and those guys yeah. playing, the, the two Alabama guys yeah. playing. But, okay, why has he been a forgotten man, though? Why, why is what? he – I mean, we talk, we, we talk about trade. Go get me Roquan Smith. Go get me Derwin James. Should he be a guy that if he falls to that range at 12, or, or, you know, if you're the Cowboys – are you interested in, in going to Buffalo and trying to – I mean, I, I know they have the 12th pick. I gave them as the example. Maybe Miami at 11. Which – I mean, is, is now is it worth it to – should they should he be in the consideration instead of maybe even Derwin James? I think he absolutely should. And, but, again, it goes back to he's kind of the forgotten man in the sense that at least I'm speaking only for me, but I just assume he'll be gone. I, I would be surprised if he's there like – a guy's got to get past 8-9 for me to start thinking about trading, and I can't imagine him getting past 8-9. That would be crazy to me. Yeah. Is, it, is he the slider that on Thursday night that we're all going to be kind of looking at each other like, see, my somebody's going to go here, somebody's I going. Res- I reserve the right to be wrong. but I. Oh, like, no, that, we're, just, we're just talking here. I think we think of him as a potential slider, and I think the league is like, no. No. He's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna get picked at you know. Well, we didn't think Malik Hooker was gonna slide last year. No, that's what I'm point. saying though. So I, I was saying. Does Minka have the red the his injury history? No, enough to drive him down. I, but I Hooker. think the the thing with Minka is just the position value and you know teams are split. Some teams believe he can do it all. Some teams think he's a nickel only guy. And so it just depends on who's picking where and what their opinion is of the player in terms of his fit and his best position at the NFL level. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm, – I'm torn a little bit because I don't know if I would trade up, but I like where you have him, but I don't think he's one of my top three guys. 
but I, I just, I wonder, I wonder if you think he's a top ten guy. Right? I, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely a top ten guy. But the thing that the thing that I'm kind of that I'm I'm anxious to see is once those quarterbacks go, okay, Barkley, Nelson, is he the third? Could James? I mean, could James be the third guy, and then Mika Fitzpatrick is the fourth guy? You know, as, as you far as you start looking down the order. Of what if all those quarterbacks go early? Well, that, that and that's the point. That, yeah, that's what this draft. If you're if you have your quarterback, right? You know, if you're the Colts at six, sure. Um, Chubb's it, another guy you got to mention there too. Well, all yeah, these quarterbacks are going to push these good players down yeah. into the later portion of the top ten, into the teens. So a lot of these teams that have their quarterback already, they're sitting pretty. Or right, look at the Browns. They're going to get their quarterback at one. Right. Then they either at number if. We think quarterbacks are one, two, three. Either right. The Giants stay at two where they trade out. So there's a good chance the quarterback or the Browns get their quarterback number one and they get the top non quarterback in this draft at number four. Or if they want, they could trade down, say, to, with Buffalo and get the picks 12 and 22. And, and still at pick number 12, they're getting a good player because all these quarterbacks are going early, pushing better, for good position players uh, farther in the draft. Another reason why I'd be down to trade back again if I were the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, say you trade back to 12, tra wherever, trade 15 with the Cardinals. You're still, I mean, in a scenario like that, you imagine all five quarterbacks go in the top 10 or so, and yeah. so you're really looking at the top six or seven non-quarterback draft picks as opposed to, you know, 15. And why I mentioned the Browns is because I think Denver's sitting there at five, and yeah. that's who you have to worry about. If you're if you want to get that, okay, let's just hypothetical, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, one, two, three. Josh Allen's still out there. Lamar Jackson's still out there. If you like one of those two quarterbacks clearly over the other, right. You need to go up in front of Denver and make sure you get them. Right. And so, Buffalo, Arizona. You know, we, we've talked about the the quarterback yeah. needy teams. Uh, get up in front of Denver, and that's where Cleveland at number four. They're sitting pretty. They can hold out for the best possible offer. Sit sit tight and take a good player like Bradley Chubb, or trade back. And if they trade back with Buffalo and get twelve and twenty-two, you get Harold Landry at twelve, and then Mike McGlinchey at twenty-two. All of a sudden, you just solve two needs instead of taking the player up number four. Okay, this is where this is now where I'm interested because you mentioned, and, and this is a scenario that Dave and I did on the clock yesterday. Mm. We were talking about mm. McClinchy, the tackle, and I wanted to run it by you, and we'll get through. You have Mike McClinchy, the tackle from Notre Dame, at 28, the yeah. 28th best uh, player in your top top game. Top tackle. Top tackle in the draft. Okay, is this a situation where if the quarterbacks are all gone – that some team like New England now who owns that owns 23 is Dallas going to be if McGlinchey and by the way he's a 30 visit of yep. uh, here for the he Cowboys 30 visit. so there's a consideration there and he's number 28 on your board is this a spot that where McGlinchey McGlinchey being the best tackle could be a trade up piece from somebody in the back of the draft I love oh, it oh yeah definitely uh, we we've talked about this offensive line group how they're all going to get overdrafted Except for Quentin Nelson, right. he'll get underdrafted. Right. But everyone else, all these other offensive linemen, the guards, uh, the ta especially the tackles, Connor Williams. I mean, Colton Miller's going to be overdrafted because right. if you don't get your tackle early, you're going right. to be left uh, without a chair. So yeah, I think that that so they're going to see these teams jockeying for position for tackle. It, it, yeah, it might not really be that. Need. Yeah, that might be where the tackle where it well, starts. Well, maybe what we really need is for like the the L.A. Chargers to draft McGlinchey. Yeah. 
really put a panic into some of these teams that need a tackle. Maybe you trade up and do something right. stupid for Connor Williams. Yeah, they went two offensive linemen last year. You know, yeah, interior. inside, interior, and, and, right. and Seattle ahead of you too. How much would that? 18, yeah, how yeah. much would that freak everybody out in the back half if the if McGlinchey goes off the board at like 17, 18? And then the Cowboys are holding. See, a I'm nice holding out right like there. New England's got all those now those twos, and and yeah. you talk to people about New England, they they think they think that they're going to just keep trading back and picking up more picks. The, we they think, might not pick in the first round. They're not going to pick with those four picks in the top two rounds. Yeah, they're not going to pick uh, yeah. those four spots. I mean, they're going to move around. They could move up. They could move back. They might do both. Yeah, very easily. So there's a lot of rumors about do they get a quarterback in this draft? Yeah, will see, they have a chance at one of those quarterbacks? I'm hearing whispers about Lamar Jackson there. And at, at will they be in striking distance for Lamar Jackson? Yes. Is Lamar Jackson yeah. going to go in the top ten? But Lamar Jackson, is there a chance so he ends up at 19? I mean, that, you always talk about your quarterback hope. Yeah. I started off talking about your 100. Now I'm interested in trading around talk here. Hey, go, that's all you ever want to talk. I, about. I love. I kind of like the positioning of the draft. I love that. It, yeah. And that goes back to. But it, see, but that's what I'm saying, Lamar Jackson. It's kind of like Minka, though. Like yeah. we we think one thing personally. I can't. I think it's silly if Lamar Jackson goes past 15 at the latest. But right. Arizona. I'm going to give you a team. I'm going to give you a team. New Orleans at 27. Mm-hmm. Who would New Orleans trade up for at 19? Who would you think that New Orleans could potentially trade up for at 19? I could see him doing that for Lamar. I could see. I know. I know. They that, worked out Connor Williams. That, we were there at the, at the they, pro they, day in Austin. As Dane pointed out a show or two ago, they have Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick. But sure. They could use another tackle. Teron yeah, Armstead's Armstead, yeah. Some teams view him as a guard on yeah, their board. Yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, and they worked him out at center, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. So they sure did. Yeah, that position flex. Uh, I mean, they're dumb. I know Sean Payton's in love with Taysom Hill, but they, I mean, they got to start thinking about the Drew, the post Drew Brees era. Like, that wouldn't shock me. New um, Orleans is, no, so you think New Orleans is more quarterback heavy than anything? Well, we know last year they wanted to draft. Patrick Mahomes at number 11 overall. It sure did, yeah. That, they were ready to turn in that card until yeah. uh, the Kansas City Chiefs leapfrogged them at number 10 to take him. And like we, we've talked about, it worked out okay for the Saints. They got Marshawn Lattimore at 11. But they're still looking for that quarterback of the future. I'm interested now as I look through your list for Cowboy possibilities. Vanderish at your 26. Favorite, favorite player in the draft. Oh, he'll be all right. <clears throat> Vita Vey at 27. I think that's lower than a lot of people have him. Talking yeah. about a lot of 30 You're not really in love here. with him, are you? No, because he's not a pass rusher. Yeah. I mean, you can, we can talk about the traits all we want. Sure. But if it's not, it doesn't equal pass production, right. then you're not valued as a top 25 player for me. Dane doesn't want his linebackers to thrive. That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want his linebackers to throw. No, I, I, I can find nose tackles. I can give me DeAdrian uh, Sonat in the third round. When did Rod Marinelli come on our set? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> All right, let me ask you this, though. Calvin Ridley at 11. Yeah. DJ Moore at 14. You, you like that one? I huh? love that. Uh, hey, let's let's talk about that for a sec. All right. As I was mapping this out, we followed. Oh we, no, he he kept them he kept we, them near each other. We, There's no question he followed, did that. We followed the DJ Moore roller coaster. But let we me went, just say this we real went quick. Up the hill, yeah. Go Between ahead. them, he's got Marcus Davenport at 12 and Harold Landry at 13. Again, okay. Ridley a visit at 11. Landry a visit at 13. DJ Moore a visit at 14. James Daniels at the guard center guard from mm-hmm. Iowa at 17 a visit. Yep. He's that, got some guys in well, play here. And that well that's what I keep I mean obviously every team you want to cover all aspects of the draft. You got some day 3 guys in here, you got some day 2 guys in here, you got some 
red flag type of guys so you can get another look at them. But the vast majority of the guys the Cowboys have brought in are their it's their options at 19. Like that's what they want yeah. to do the most homework on. Which to go which is the point I was going to bring up. The rest of that stuff doesn't surprise me. But you think back to the combine. I purposely was like, let's shut up about DJ Moore. They're not going to draft him. We need to calm down. We're working people into a frenzy for no reason. I don't know, man. Dane's got him at 14. Yeah. They brought him in on a – they're not getting him at 50. They know that. Oh, you're, you're liking the fact he's got him in the top they're, 15. They're not getting him at 50, it's, but he's here anyway. So what does that say? It's funny because I, I mapped out my top 100, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, all right, DJ Moore, I had him at like 20. I was like, that's not high enough. Like, okay, yeah, right. I need to like – right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm going to start at Calvin Ridley at 11, and then, okay, where would I – okay, where do I want DJ Moore? Mar- okay, Marcus Davenport, okay, Harold Landry, okay. You know, DJ Moore right there. Yeah, 14, that, that works. For the last two months, I've, I'm just like, I need to shut up about DJ Moore because they're not going to draft him. But they know he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. And they brought him in anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, they're at least interested enough to kick the tires. We've talked, what, what, oh, go ahead. Well, we've talked about the top 30 visits and how important they are. And, you know, last year we felt pretty good corner or defensive end in the first round. Sure. We, we felt pretty good about that. This year, it, there could be 10 names. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's – Oh, it's going to be a fun for, uh, Thursday night. Oh, yeah. We're, we're three weeks out right now. Right, exactly, yeah. We're not I – don't, and I don't think in the next three weeks we're going to narrow it down anymore. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to eliminate a position that they're not going to draft in the first did round. They, did they throw you a curveball by bringing James Daniel in here from Iowa, the center? No, no, because he has guard experience, and I, I think that that's really where you know, if they draft him, he's going to be your guard. Right. Uh, he, you're going to plug him in there. He's athletic but enough. He's powerful enough. I agree. I mean, and I, maybe I just maybe hindsight's twenty twenty because I know how the other drafts played out. But in the time I've been doing this with y'all, this is as wide open as it's ever felt. Oh, it's felt. real wide. It feels more wide open at nineteen than it did at twenty eight. To yeah. be totally honest, yeah. With you. All right. It does. Well, right, we're going to take a we're going to take our first break uh, for the uh, the draft show presented by Miller Lite. When we come back, we're going to do a little Twitter on the twenty. So stay tuned. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. 
John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here on the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite from the Academy Sports and Outdoors uh, studio. There you go. Yeah, I was, just, I was kind of thinking of how I was going to describe this wonderful place we're at, but we're excited to, uh, once again, Miller Lite being on board for all our draft coverage coming up and uh, throughout. I, we're really, really excited like, about that. Their motto, you know, hold true. So we'll see if some people hold true on some of these picks. We talked about a lot of moving around right there, huh? I'm guessing not. Not guessing that. I'm guessing there's we'll going to be a lot, of, a lot of moving. David, we, we're really proud of our Star Magazine, though. Yeah, we are. Show, folks, uh, that's our Star I'm Magazine. Ready. It's now out. I brought my ugly mug. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we found a way to uh, to get this to, to you. There's uh, different ways. Uh, there's a uh, scouting reports myself. There's over 130 players, 550 players listed. Dave's got a mock draft in that, a first round mock draft. We've got a seven round mock draft in that as well. Uh, it's you know all kinds of features. Uh, what you could do is we got both print and digital issues for 4.95. There you go. You can do that. Visit uh, DallasCowboys.com forward slash star. For more details on that, so a lot of work, uh, a lot of work on that. Well, Brian specifically, just well, and and Dane was part of that too. Dane, we all that, and and but also too to supplement that, Dane Brugger, the Beast, is finally out. We can talk about that a little bit. This bad boy. Uh, labor of love, right here. Uh, yeah. Felt really good to get that out. Show you the cover of that thing right there. That's it with uh, with his first overall player. Uh, I can maybe make it a little bit better. There we go. 450 prospects in there. there uh, profiles. Chalk, chalk through all information yeah. there. You can see. You can, just, so. you can feel the relief radiating off of Dan's yeah. body. I slept so well the other night. I really <laughs> did. Oh but yeah, that's it. Uh, DP Brugler. Yeah, there's a link at the top. Uh, it's an automatic PDF download. Some a lot of people. I get a lot of tweets. People printing them out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what great. I do. I band them up like that. Yeah, so, so make but, sure, yeah, Star Magazine, The Beast, Miller Lite, we got a lot of great things happening here on the Draft Show, and one of my great things I like about the Draft Show is a little... I don't have headphones today, so Twitter, Twitter, on, Twitter, on, the Twitter, Twitter, Twitter on the Twitter. Twitter. Go ahead, Dave. All right, um, well, hey, we just we finished the first segment by talking about Ridley and DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talk about what range guys are going to go and where they're, where they're going to go, whether or not they're going to be there, so Caleb wants to know Assuming they do, oh, and he pointed out we all mocked a receiver at, at 50 in our seven round mock in Miller, the draft guide. Merrill uh, from Memphis, you feel good about that one, Dave? So, 36 overall player. There you go. Who do you think's there at 50, wide receiver, if they don't Ooh. take one at 19? Just Ooh. ballpark it for me. If wide receiver is going to be your pick at 50, who's there? Yeah, you know, I'm working on a three round mock draft right now, actually, and I get to Dallas's pick, and let's see, the top receivers available. James Washington. Yeah. I, I do have Anthony Miller there. So, yeah. he was at Washington was a 30 visit, though, right. too. Washington, Miller, yes. What about St. Brown? I think St. Brown's there, too, yeah, at I think 50 so. as well. Yeah. I, I have him rated higher than Washington and some of these other yeah. guys. But I don't he, – he's a wild card, really. I mean, same thing with Sutton. Both these guys are Portland more Sutton. potential picks. Um, they could be off the board both in the early second round. How about Gallup? I know some people, I know, I mean, Gallup is a guy, I, I'm Possibly. a little bit higher on him than you guys. Miller was a guy I went ahead and mocked to the Cowboys at 50. So, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. There might be a run, because you really don't know, there might be that run in the back end of the draft that kind of 
starts it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to start at the top of it. No. I think it's going to come on the best. Yeah. It, yeah, we're funny. We two, two guys. Wide win. receiver is always the toughest to predict where they're going to go. Yeah. But I do, and I, do, I, I love the question by Caleb. It's a really great observation. I didn't even notice that. We all took a guy at 50. Right. Um, who, who are the different names? Uh, we had Miller. You took Miller. Yeah. We, we both took Miller. Right. Nick uh, Eatman took Washington. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember who Rob. Yeah, and th- those two would be, I think, the most likely names at that point. But I guess the point I'm going to make, you know, as much as we talk, we talk about Ridley and Moore too much, probably, but like, there, there'll be some good receivers there at 50. Oh, no. And see, guess. that's why. And I Christian gotta, Kirk might be there. Christian Kirk. Yeah, I got, a, I got a, a tweet from somebody who said, hey, that Bill Polian thought this wasn't a deep draft for receivers. And, you know, everybody looks at these things differently. And I kind of feel like, yeah, maybe not the top of the board, no. but down as you go through. I mean, we name, like I say, the guys. I mean, I didn't even mention Pettis yeah. is a guy that I like. You know, Pettis, sudden. Uh, Smith from Central Florida. I mean, there's some quality names. It's not deep in the sense that there's a lot of high-end talent, but right. like you can get really good value. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. I mean, I I have no problem with those guys like Miller, Kirk, Washington. I don't have a Shark's going to go. Shark, exactly. I know, no problem. One. No problem with those guys. Uh, uh, he's, he might go first round. I said that a while ago. Uh, I, I laughed at you the first time you said it, and now I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I got a new drum to beat. I beat the DJ Moore drum until the skin fell off. So I got a new one that I'm, I'm trying to start this train going, which okay. is uh, JF says, Harold Landry, there for you at 19? Is it real? And that, the thing is, the thing that's stopping me is I don't think it's realistic. Well, they, uh, thir- again, another 30 visit guy. And that's, that's what really set me off. Because, but they visit also TJ Watt was a 30 visit the, guy, the too. The fact that they're interested to t- enough to take a look is all I need to really be intrigued. Because, again, you look at the value, you're like, well, you want like the third or fourth best linebacker, a guy who he's not going to play 100% of the snaps, or a dude who can come in and get some work done as a pass rusher right away. I mean, that's very, especially you talk about. Demarcus Lawrence is on a one-year deal. Tyrone Crawford, I mean, I don't know what the future holds for him, but you could probably get out of that contract in the near future if you wanted sure. to. It's a position we're taking a look at. 13th best player, uh, according to Dane Brugler, on his top 100. Not only that, but the second best pass rusher, probably. Third behind Davenport. You have okay. Davenport and Landry are back-to-back. But yeah. yeah, 12, 13, yeah. It, those guys don't hang around typically. Right. So that's so if he might not even be there at 19. Which is it realistic? Yeah. That's the question I have for you. Yeah, good chance uh, Green Bay at 14. Yeah, I would uh, worry about them. I mean, everyone needs pass rush help, so it wouldn't be a surprise to see him off the board at that point. It just it kind of I don't know if T.J. Watt wasn't a fit last year, how is Harold Landry a fit? Maybe I, mean, I get because uh, yeah, T.J. Watt didn't put his hand on the ground on film, but he's bigger than Harold Landry is, and I don't think it was that much of a projection just to put it, you know. Just because the guy's got his hand on the ground. Right, exactly. Where Harold Landry's, he's smaller. He's 6'2", 250 pounds. Right. You know, he's smaller. He's the one that really ideally would be standing up, you know, if we're talking about that type of fit. He's he's cut from the same cloth as Vic Beasley, uh, that type of pass rusher. I I love him. I think he's an outstanding pass rusher. I just, it's hard to figure out these guys. Uh, oh, no, I'm, with you. I'm, I'm with you on well, that. Well, we criticize the coaches all the time for being stubborn. Maybe watching T.J. Watt rack up six sacks as a rookie changed their minds about what a guy like that you can know, It might get to a point, too, where all of a sudden, you're right, they see that, and then they, then they go, well, wait a minute now. Let's take the coaches out of this and not go only, draft football. And players. not only that, which the big counterpoint to Harold Landry, T.J. Watt argument is that Harold Landry is awfully similar to DeMarcus Lawrence's 
draft weight and size, and we've seen what he's done. Yeah. So right. that's if you tell me I can get him at 19, I'm all in. I'm so all in. It's not even funny. Yeah. But I just I have. Are a you hard all time. in if if I have a hard time believing he's there? Who would who would you who would give you pause? Who would give you pause on the board at 19 if it was Landry and? Somebody else. I, I know how much you like DJ Moore. One, either one of the wide receivers. I think that's a conversation worth having. But I think no, no. Give you pause that you would say, oh, wait a minute, I, wait, you, you got me right. I wouldn't take Landry over this guy. Is that's, there is there an interior defensive lineman you would take over Landry? Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. Vita Vea, no. linebacker, line, outside it, of the top it would, two. It would have to be to get. I honestly think for the value of the position and what I think he might be able to do. Landry might be my most intriguing, realistic option. I mean, Derwin James and Roquan Smith, sure. Yeah, they're not there. They're not there. No, no. But I was thinking of somebody else, and his question was really good about that. There's nobody that would move you off Landry then. Not realistically, I don't think. Because, again, I mean, you're talking about one of the two or three most valuable positions in the game. Okay, Ridley would move you off Landry, wouldn't he? Uh Probably, yeah. Uh, See, but you've been on you've been on really on the we Cowboys. Just, we but literally then, but, just said about all the receivers you could get at fifty, though. No, I know, yeah. but 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 this is I'm before the Cowboys. He, yeah. He's saying the Cowboys haven't made a change of receiver in five years. Yeah. They, what they do? They went out and changed receivers. No, you're right. It's about time they brought some more. Competition so his, I was just thinking, like, okay, his love for Ridley might not be as strong as it was a month ago. Well, it is, uh, yeah, as it pertains to this team. You know, like uh, for example, I'm a lot more I'm a lot more open to a guard at 19 than I was before because I don't think they really address that position uh, to a, you know an extent where I feel comfortable. Right. And Marcus Martin's a nice player. Right. But I'm a lot more open to a guard at 19 just because I don't think they went out and got a caliber of a guard that that's, that's I would have done. That's, that's a very good. That's point. fair. That's, that's a fair really right good there. point. Or Mike McGlinchey. That is see now McGlinchey again. We come back to him full circle. If yeah. he plays right tackle. Is there ace in the hole kicking Lyle Collins inside? That's if they were. And do you have your backup if something happens to Tyron Smith with it's Fleming funny. and those guys? You could just plug Fleming in or let Fleming work at left tackle the whole training camp. If they were to draft, let, I mean, let's even say they like Connor Williams more than McGlinchey well, for some reason. Dallas State guy tomorrow. But if they were to draft a tackle at 19, I have to assume that means that Lyle's going to play guard this year. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, the, the only only reason you draft a, a tackle that early, and you know Connor Williams, we know we've we talked about can play different positions. Mike McGlinchey, I think you could play him at guard, but you're playing him at tackle. If right. you're drafting him in the first round, it's to be a tackle. Yeah, and is he has right tackle experience, uh, Miller, left tackle uh, experience. Uh, let's let's use this as a segue because we talked about interior defensive linemen just a minute there. Heath says, and this is something else you got to think about. Is Deron Payne more of a one or a three? That's part one of Heath's question. Part two is, have we heard about Maurice Hurst's heart? And part yeah. three of that question is, assuming everything's good there, who do you like more between the Okay, two? I've gone back and talked to some more teams about Hurst. And I need to t- I need to find out about this team. Investigate and educate. Yeah. What would you find out? I found out that he's off a lot of boards. So the, that's a scary thing, man. Yeah, even that, even that, if the yeah. Michigan doctors cleared him, yeah, you're that talking was, about that was, heart. I, I talked to several teams. I said, "What's the story now on Hurst?" And they go, "We're not going to have him on the board." So again, that's that, that's not the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we all know people in the league, and I had several people tell me throughout 
that, uh, hey, that, that we're going to have him completely off. And, and that's not knocking him down to the second, third round. That's no. completely yeah. having him off the board. That is, yeah, well, that's, that's completely off the board. You know, that, That's other teams. Again, I need to find out what Dallas is going to do. Character concerns or, like, bone on bone might push you down the yeah, board. Right, right. right. You're talking about somebody's Hard heart. Key. We've been, then, You're yeah. talking about somebody's heart. That's, yeah, like... Right. Yeah, absolutely. All it takes is one one team, you know, to believe and sure. you know, the doctors say, you know what, he'll be fine. Oh, we went through this with Jalen Smith again. It was right. it was That's something true. he'll never That's, play again. Yeah, he'll never play again. And, but yeah. again, oh. it's the heart. It's the heart, and that's the thing. But I went back and asked several teams. I said, where you got Hurst now after all this? And they said, off the board. Well, and back to your original question about drawn pain. Yeah. Uh, I think he's he's more of a one. But you do see the three techniques. You do, you do. You're right. I mean, he has that athleticism. His, I mean, just look at his combine stats, the the testing that he had. Uh, so he does have the athleticism to do it. I wish we saw it more than just the two playoff games on tape. But yeah. you know, we know that he can at least do it. Um, yeah. I, if Maurice Hurst is healthy, he's the top defense tackle in this draft. No doubt, as under tackle. Right. Yeah. Your three technique, your guy can get upfield. But uh, there's the, the heart conditioning that you just can't ignore. You think maybe scheme and whatever else, and the amount of talent Alabama's got going there, like maybe they just played pain at the one more because they needed to. Like yeah. St- Stephen White, I don't know if y'all are familiar with his work, mm-hmm. Tennessee defensive lineman, sure. played in the pros, sure, yeah. writes for SB Nation. He did a film breakdown where he was like, this guy should be playing three. I don't yeah. care what yeah. Alabama Well, they play that 3-4, and they, right. they, they move everybody well, so, around. Well, so, I mean, it's much. kind yeah. of a projection. Maybe he fits better as yeah. a 4-3-3, four, three, three, and he just never got to well, do that. And that's fair because we, we've talked about this over the years with, you know, all the uh, A'shaun Robinson, all the right. different Alabama uh, right. players up front, what they're asked to do, you know, whether it's just contain, occupy blocks, you know, free up room, uh, open up passing lanes for the linebackers. Uh, same thing with Deshaun Hand, uh, yeah. the other Alabama lineman in this right. draft, who I think is going to be a fantastic three technique in, in the NFL. You just didn't get a chance to show it a lot uh, and on Alabama's defensive line. So, yeah, I, I do think that factors into the equation because uh, Deron Payne is the, the traits are there, the testing numbers are there, the potential's there. Uh, it's just it's not always there on tape. And so that, yeah. that's part of the, the factors you have to consider. Here's a, this is a question for you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Which I read a report yesterday about how somebody said uh, the Bengals are going to draft Arden Key. I thought you'd like that. But, uh, well, so. uh, Bengals. Tyler was listening to us yesterday on the break talking about how we wouldn't touch Arden Key at 50. Yeah. Which I stand by that. Sure. But Tyler wants to know, where do you consider him? Like, if he starts to really plummet down the board. When do you feel comfortable drafting Arden Key? Knowing everything you know about him. Yeah. I I think it's some, I think that. If I, as I look at my draft picks that I have where I need to be, I, I kind of think like 81 might be where I start thinking about it. But I've, I've grown Even up. That feels too high. I've grown up in a system, you know, in Green Bay, and I'm trying not to be back in the day guy, but it's my experience. The fourth round was always the medical round. Yep. Medical or criminal. Yep. Those were the rounds. So. I've got, I got selection 116, and I got selection 137. I don't think Arden Key is there at six, 116 or 137. I don't think he is either. I just don't. And that's why I brought up 18. Now, how much are you willing? I just, in my head, I keep, hear, I keep hearing Randy Gregory tell Jason Garrett on draft night, don't worry about me, coach. Don't worry about me. And I kind of feel like that Arden Key, I can't trust him. No. 
I can't trust Arden Key. Certainly not. But where would I start thinking about him? If I was a team, I think you'd have to start thinking about it at 81 because, again, at 116, at 137, I don't think he's there. I subscribe to Dane's philosophy that your first three picks should be starters. Right. And I'm not using a pick that could go toward a starter on a on that. I'm I just I can't yeah. I, I I know he probably won't be there at 116, but that's where I get comfortable drafting him. I, I struggled with him where to put him in my top 100. Yeah. You know I I I really struggled where I would feel comfortable, and I, I ended up putting him at 68. And yeah. And that I don't feel great about. Yeah. Because uh, it's a guy that flashes a lot, but like you said, it is hard to trust him. Um, with just off the field, does he love football? Is he going to push himself to reach that potential? If you can harness that ability, uh, it's going to work out. But there's a lot of ifs in there. And I don't know, at 68, that, start, that, that begins the, the range where I would feel comfortable taking a look at him. Yeah. I so just, that's, that's the – we get that's towards a tough the middle one. of the third yeah. round. That's a tough one because all of a sudden – that's going to come down to he could be he could be skills. He could be yeah. a tremendous player or, again, we've compared him to Which, well, Randy Gregory. Well, this is – and it's not as serious as a heart condition, but right. it's the same thing we always see. Like, some teams are just going to have him not even there at all. Yeah. Like, I, just I, bye-bye. Randy Gregory tested a lot better than Arden Key. Yes, yeah, factual. Uh, Arden Key was, what, like high 4.8s in the yeah, four Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, Arden Key, yeah, we were talking so, about that. 4.8.5 yesterday. So we got to take a break, but real yeah. qu- this only needs to be a one sentence answer. I just want to see how y'all feel. Okay. Bobby Belt, friend of our friend of the show, wants Absolutely. us. He wants us to handicap pick number nineteen. He says, hmm. Leighton Vander Esch, Rashawn Evans, or the field today. What you taking? It's hmm. a good question. Oh, I think we I, talked about how wide I, open I, it is. Van, I, I'm. You did are. you mock Vander Esch to the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. He's odds-on favorite. I'm going to keep riding that horse. Oh, that horse is going to take me. This is just me, reverse psychology. This yeah, horse is going to exactly take me all the way to Belmont. I just have a feeling about Rashawn Evans. I mocked him in our match. Oh, I know you did. Yeah. A lot of other people are kind of circling that wagon too. I just, is a guy. I'll, I'll take the field then. All right. I'll okay. take the field because I think there's a lot of other names that. Uh, there are. I mean, there's a boatload so. of names. But right. I just. If nothing crazy happens, meaning trades or guys plummeting down look, the board. Look good eating breakfast this morning. I think those those two linebackers, <laughs> I would give them the best odds nice to be the Nice white start shirt. Handsome guy. How'd that make you feel? It, 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 visit, private workout. We got to take a break. Vandrash? Vandrash. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be right back. You got the draft show presented by Miller Lite. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation sleep tight back to the break this is the dallascowboys.com draft show the cowboys are on the clock and we're back here at the draft show presented by miller light boy it feels good to say that from the academy nice, sports right? and outdoors uh, st- uh studio yeah. here uh at the uh, at the star um i do want to get in i want to ask I, I'm, I'm always intrigued by your list again your your top 100 I, I want to ask you about a couple of corners because you have you have Ward, mm-hmm. you have Ward, Denzel Ward, cornerback, Ohio State, is number five. Yeah, overall. Overall, overall, and I'm looking down the list here, and I don't see another cornerback until 16 mm-hmm. with Jari Alexander from Louisville. Yep, that's pretty high praise for that kid. Yeah, I think he's a good player. I mean, he's I see a lot of Joe Hayden in him. Uh, not the biggest guy, but physical he's tough he's smart he's a former wide receiver so you know he has ball skills um, there's a lot to like about there the biggest worry with Jair Alexander is the fact that he missed almost half of his junior year the 2017 season with a knee injury so but as long as the medicals check out sign me up for Jair Alexander at some point in the first round I feel good about that so you have him higher than Mike Hughes though I do okay Mike Hughes but Mike Hughes is next uh, yeah you know I think Jair Alexander I think he can press I think he can play off Mike Hughes, to me, is a better press corner right. than off. And so, uh, you know, that dings him a little bit. He's another guy that's not the biggest guy, 5'10", uh, 4'5", mm-hmm. athlete. But he adds return value. Mike Hughes also has some off-field stuff. Um, I-, I like Mike Hughes, but just later on in the first. Let, this goes back to the first segment, Get all three of them. Let's get them all off the board. Let's get Mike McGlinchey in there. Yeah, Let's man. get all three corners Maybe throw Darius Geis. Maybe somebody falls in love yeah, with him. Yeah, Ross that's, Jackson that's, in there. Yeah. This is interesting, too, is on the way he did this. And I, I, I want to know their method of your madness here. And, again, I want to get to some uh, – tell me more here. But you got Isaiah Wynn at 19, hmm. Will Hernandez at 20. Yeah. Okay, you just you, – this, this has not ever been separated, has it? No, one is they're, – they're not both 19. One's 19. No, okay, ah. okay. But you did it this way. Let me flip it this way now. Geis at 21 and Ronald Jones at 22. Yeah. And one's at 21, one's at 22. That's an, that's an interesting four-game, four-player stretch right it's there. It's kind of like uh, – You're like, oh, I don't really know. It's kind of like Dane's like second, third, third, fourth. He's yeah, just like, this, this, figure this, it is, out. This, is the Mike, this is the Mike Mayock 4A, 4B. It's no, fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where do you see an A or a B in there? At what, I, there is a 19 all together. and 20. There's, there's, there's no a separation there. There's, there's not a separation between 21 and 22? 
Last time I checked, so you take you take Win over Hernandez, exactly, and you take wins a better wins a better player than Hernandez, and you would take and you would take Geis over Jones. I have him slightly ahead of Jones. Those tags are touching. Oh no, those tags are really touching. Yeah. But there is separation. They're, they are not on the same level. There is there, there's a difference. So. Just trying to start. I got to put this top there, fifty together myself. I'm not sitting. Th- on there's a no fun doing this. Yeah, I was gonna this say this is not fun. See, Dane puts his out. And this is not fun. Dane gives everybody a month to read his. You put yours out on like Thursday morning. Oh like sure, I ten did. hours before the draft. We no, I don't. I put yeah. it out the week of the draft. Well, we should have made you do a top fifty in January. Yeah, to yeah. see how much oh, you would have changed. I was terrible. He wouldn't do it. Your first tight ends at thirty four. Yeah, and. Some people think Hayden Hurst is the top guy. Oh, I do. Yeah, and you're not alone. A lot of I, people in the yeah. league think that. Um, I have him. I have him second. I have him close. I have Wizzy 38 yeah. or something. Yeah, 34. 30, or oh, Hayden. Yeah, because yeah. I have Dallas Gardner 34. Yeah, and I have Hayden Hurst shortly after. Yeah, 39. I, yeah, there's not a huge separation, but I think both guys are worthy of consideration in the late first round. Uh, I'll tell you what, maybe the maybe the Patriots have got this right. Looking at your names, mm-hmm. like past, like near 50. Yeah. Maybe maybe you need a bunch of second round picks in this draft. Oh sure, and we're gonna have some surprise first rounders you yeah. know, that we always do. Oh man, uh, or guys like Lorenzo Carter from Georgia who's gonna sneak oh, in there. Oh, sneak in there. Colton Seems... Miller is gonna sneak in there. So it, it's gonna push good There's players. There's that name Colton second. Miller again. Not a fan, right? I'm not a fan. He would be the one guy, and he was a 30 visit guy. They maybe know they know a lot more than me. Again, I mean, 30 visits comprise the whole scope of the draft. It yeah. doesn't mean they like him at 19, although they might. Yeah, it's where they'd have to get him if they want to draft him. Ugh. So. <laughs> that just, I just, that would be a throw the pen. That a real throw the pen, though, not a fake throw the pen. That would be throw the Miller Fake throw the pen is when you just kind of drop it in Miller front of you. The Miller Light pen would be gone. The real throw is when it sticks in the wall yeah, across hold, the again, room. Again, their motto, hold true, Cowboys. Hold true. Don't, <laughs> don't do this. Hold don't do it, don't Cowboys. Don't do this to me. Don't do this. All right, David, let's get a little bit of tell me more. All right. Dane. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, no, this is not Dane. what you think. No, no. Well, okay, first of all. <laughs> the main way I put together today, I'm so happy when the beast comes out because <laughs> every day when we do the show, I just open it. I look at your big list of prospects. I'm like, all right, what's a name I don't recognize? <laughs> we'll talk about him today. No, but what's what, what do you think is, I don't know, maybe Brian's most often repeated phrase of this draft cycle? Uh, I don't know what. It's something about like, well, I don't know. There's a lot of good one techniques in this draft. Right, the further right. down you go, yeah. right? Well, here's the guy that we have not covered on this show that the Cowboys have appeared to show a little bit of interest in. So tell me a little bit about Breland Speaks, mm. defensive tackle, the school in Mississippi. I'm not going to call him that. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. The Rebels. Uh, he's a little bit of a tweener, kind of because he played inside, played outside for Ole Miss. Six uh, one, two hundred eighty five pounds. He kind of took over for Robert Kandichi as the, their, their three technique, lining up over the B-gap. Um, he's high cut. He's a little, I think he's a little stiff for his lower body. Uh, but, I mean. <laughs> Let he, me tell you, you got him right. He, he, he is. He, but he has some foot quickness. You know? Yeah. So I think that's going to push him up a little bit. But right. he's got some, there's some maturity issues there too. Sure. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. I, what grade did I give? I, I gave him something like a fourth. I mean, a day three grade. Yeah, I, I, you were actually nicer to him than I was. When I kind of got wind that he was going to come to visit, I was thinking, what did I mess up with him? <laughs> you know, I, I saw a guy, I watched him play against Alabama, California, South Alabama, and then I just had to stop because I feel like he came off the ball high, let's blockers get inside on him. He can close when he gets in space. You get him in space, like you talk about the foot quickness and stuff like that. I saw a guy get washed a lot. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? When you, when you play high, he plays high and high. all of a sudden it's just like, whoop, they're just taking it. You said he's kind of light, too. Yeah, I mean, well, he's, so. they, they, it's the, 283. 283. Yeah, I had a 285 on a measure. But no. I think he has a problem with his balance. That's the thing I worry about. A lot of these guys will watch these inside guys. They don't get knocked. Now, Brian, Tevin Bryan, every once in a while, just to try and beat somebody on quickness, will get washed. Yeah. But. This guy, it was constantly happening to him. I, he has such, I, those long legs. Yeah, I'm those, not. Yeah, I'm not. Hurt him. I'm going to stay where I'm at on him. If he's there, don't be surprised. And at the third day, like Dane's saying, and we get to Dallas's pick there. Uh, at uh, let me give you one. How about uh, 192? Sixth round. Where'd you put him in the six? I put him. I put him in the six. I know you had more. Probably Dane's got him in the four. I, I, yeah. I put a four five on him. I, I wouldn't take him at 137 myself. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. But if he's fit, he's a flash player too. Yeah, I mean one seventy one, you know, something like that. But uh, man, that, I had a hard time with him. And here you watch him; he'll get picked, and I have to eat all my words. Yeah, I've, I've okay. heard some a lot of some scouts have told me some practice habits have been questioned in the past. Oh, uh, there we go. He, was, we... he had a DUI. He was suspended for another game. So there's there's some sounds like he's right up your alley. What are you complaining about? Go Bengals. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you bring a guy like that in to figure out more yeah. about the person, oh, sure. and maturity, and that sure. kind of thing. Sure. Trying to find some guards that I don't have to draft early. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, you know, like I, I want a bargain hunt. I know that's not smart. That's but not a very smart. I mean, they, you got there's so many dudes on this team already. You could move Lyle. You sure. Could play Marcus Martin there. Sure. So I'm trying to bargain hunt. And so in that vein, Dane, that rhymed. <laughs> Tell me about Colby Gossett from App State. App State, uh, a four-year starter, guy that wasn't highly recruited, came in uh, and. He has, the, I think, the traits that you want. He's 6'5", 310 pounds. Uh, see a powerful player, a uh, guy that flashes violence in his hands. He can create movement at the point of attack. The thing with him is uh, the hand placement is off. Yeah. A, a little consistency with his game. You uh, watched him? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I thought I got you on this no, one. No, this was one because you had to watch him because he was at the Senior Bowl. Yes, he with, was. Oh, yeah. I don't even so, remember yeah, him. Senior Bowl guy. I remember, I remember him. For me. It, yeah, I think the thing, the biggest thing he made was the, talking about the hand placement. Yeah, I always kind of felt like, he felt like it was always that. A wind and, up, and, I, and yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, you get, if you don't put your hands in the, guy, in the middle of that guy's chest, he's going to run you back. And he can get away with it a little bit. But there's, you see him. App State will always play one or two of those money games. Mm -hmm. And you see him kind of have some problems with the power, but the, the hands. He's a guy that he has experience at center, has experience at tackle. Yeah. So he has that little bit of versatility with the position flex. But, no, I think you're right. His, and he's not a special athlete not or at all. You know, power guy. So not his skill set leaves very little room for error. Yep. So he needs to tighten up his technique if he's going to stick in the NFL. Right. Hey, excuse me, where do you have Cole Madison going? Or where do you have him playing? Uh, and as a guard, as a guard, right tackle at Washington State, but he's—I yeah. think he's a guard. Did, yeah, I didn't you? mean to steal, but I mean, oh, okay. okay, I'm just gonna throw. That's a 30 visit guy, mm. Cole Madison. There you go. I heard that. So maybe he's—he's he's one of the—he's my top guard when you get to day three. Uh, I, I think you know you, we talk about the top three guards, obviously, and then uh, we have Braden Smith from Auburn, uh, the Nevada kid, uh, and then when you get past those top five, Cole Madison's my sixth guard. That, yeah. that when you start getting in the fourth round, a player you start talking about, uh, really interesting backstory because he was like a wide receiver in high school. They Washington State brought him in as more of an athlete. He started in the wide receiver room when he got to Pullman, uh, but they bulked him up, moving the tackle, and he was a four-year starter for them at right tackle. But that's the only position he's ever played. Yeah. And so if it's a projection moving him inside, 6'5", 310 pounds, 
but I think he could do it. He's the type of developmental guard I'd be looking for at that some point in the fourth round. Yep. Sorry, Dave. Had to no, that, I, that that was useful information. Yeah. Way more useful than me picking it's names out of the book. Interesting that he's a top thirty visit here. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. A, I no, thought so too. When I heard the name, I'm like going, huh? It yeah. kind of it was one of those. Uh, hmm. Well, and did you look at him? I worked at him a little bit. I think you have him absolutely right. Okay. I've said it. I've said it. I didn't it know he was a wide times. receiver. Yeah, in in high school, he played wide receiver and tight end. Yeah, and that's that's, he was kind of recruited as kind of like an athlete, and so they brought him in. And I think Washington State was like his only FBS offer. So little known guy, but the Palouse. uh, That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I keep saying, obviously the majority of those guys are 19, but they're looking all through the spectrum. That's it. Yeah. Um, I'm also I'm trying to bargain hunt for a safety, Dane. Help me out and. Tell me a little bit more about Quinn Blanding out of UVA. Yeah, who? Well, that's some tough tape. Yeah, now, well, that's the thing. If you're that's, gonna if you're gonna draft a player based on resume, he's a first round player. Oh, on resume, four, yeah. Four year starter. Oh, sure. The production's there. I think he has more tackles than in. Uh, how yeah, is but all so is that this, linebacker? How's all Micah of this? Kaiser. How's all this? I liked Micah Kaiser's he's tape. Solid player. He's, he's fine. I'm not talking about pick 19, but okay. Oh, how does this guy put together this resume if he's so terrible? He's not terrible. He's just not very good in any one area. He's just kind of okay. You know, like he's not. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you want it. You're like, how does this guy do it? Yeah. And He, he started 49 games. I he, mean, he played the, what, every game. The one thing I kept saying is this guy does not shy away from contact. No. He does not. And, and But all the coverage and stuff he does is all underneath. Yeah. You never see him have to. But, you know, he doesn't do anything where you're like going, they play a ton of zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you do is see him, you know, snap, drop, drive, snap, drop, drive, snap, drop, all the whole day. So, I, I mean, I, I saw a guy where it takes him some time to turn. I worried yeah. about him he, as an athlete a little bit. He, he is a stiff player. Yeah. Um, and, look, you're not a bad player when you have 115 tackles no. every season all four years. Yeah. There, like there, that, there's that no question the guy great. could tackle. No right. question. Honestly. I just don't see a great athlete, and I don't see a guy with uh, some... Sounds like a, a guy that the dudes on the other side of this building would love. Well... Just in t- I mean, he sounds like Jeff Heath. Oh, he looks like on tape. I mean, he's got length to him, but he just... It takes him time to get going, and, they, and you do, 